Hey, Jason here. Today I want to introduce our new series to you, Uncommon Investing Terms. Uncommon Investing Terms, our new series. In this series, we're going to be talking about, of course, uncommon investing terms, why they're important for you, what they mean, why they're important for the investment analysis, um, how you can gain a huge advantage in some cases, knowing what these mean, how you can avoid potential red flags by knowing what these mean and what these show for companies. You'll learn all that and more in this brand new series. In today's episode of Uncommon Investing Terms, we are going to cover impairment. <clears throat> Why it's important to know what it is, what it is, how it can massively affect a company, uh, what other clues it tells you, and generally, if you see large amounts of impairment, it's a really bad sign. So it's very important to know this term. So let's get to it. So impairment, let's go to the definition first, or the specific definition. The book definition, there we go. Okay, let me get you on the screen. Okay. In accounting, impairment describes a permanent reduction in the value of a company's asset, typically a fixed asset or intangible asset. When testing an asset for impairment, the total profit, cash flow, or other benefit expected to be generated by that specific asset is periodically compared with its current book value. If it is determined that the book value of the asset exceeds the future cash flow or benefit of the asset, the difference between the two is written off and the value of the asset declines on the company's balance sheet. Okay, so what does that horribly written gigantic paragraph mean in a real world sense? It means that Let's say a company buys another company for $100 million. The fixed assets or the kind of hard assets of the company are $80 million. In this case, the company that is bought the other company were to record goodwill on the balance sheet of $20 million. This would be considered an asset on the balance sheet. Goodwill. Goodwill is, let's, let's go back and cover what goodwill is. Goodwill is the excess value a company pays over a company's um, hard assets in an acquisition. So again, in this, in this example, a company A pays $100 million for company B. When its hard assets are $80 million, it would produce $20 million in goodwill on the balance sheet. Okay. Hopefully I'm going to try, <laughs> I'm going to try to explain what all of this means so you can understand it. So you can use it. So you, if you see it, you can understand in real world sense what it means, but this kind of gets convoluted. Um, if you can't tell by my definitions here, uh, again, I'm trying to explain it as well. I can, if, if you have any issues with the explanation, you don't understand something, let me know in the comments below, because frankly, this can be massive. Uh, massively negative if a company impairs its assets. Uh, why? Because if it's on the balance sheet as an asset, goodwill in this case, and the company has $20 million in goodwill on its balance sheet, let's say company A is worth a total of $200 million. It buys company B for $100 million, has $20 million in goodwill. If company A, in this case, likely overpays for company B, 
and they have to write down, or in this case, impair, we'll talk about write down in another video. If they have to impair that $20 million in goodwill, let's say to $10 million, they would essentially wipe 5% of the value of the company off the books with the stroke of a pen like that. So why would the company have to impair an asset like goodwill or intangible assets or some kind of other inventory or whatever? If a company starts, it's, if its operations don't produce as much cash flow as they used to, if they don't produce as, no, as much profits as they used to, if there's an economic downturn, if there's an industry-wide downturn, if they overpaid for the acquisition and then these things start happening, um, these would be some examples of why a company would have to impair um, assets on the balance sheet. This is very bad. <laughs> Again, a, a, with the stroke of a pen, it essentially means if you have to impair something and there, there are rules, I'm not gonna get into the minutia of the rules because that would bore you to death, but there are rules based on accounting principles, laws, regulations, I don't know what the exact term is. There are rules that you have to follow when you impair an asset. If you meet criteria or if the and if some kind of asset meets the criteria for impairment, you pretty much have to or you can be count uh, or you can be caught for fraud. So, you have to do these things. There is wiggle room just like with all accounting rules that we've talked about so far. There are there is wiggle room, but generally if you have to impair something or if you need to impair something and it meets the criteria based on accounting rules, you have to impair it or you can be in big trouble with regulators. So let's use, let's say, let's go to more real hard assets. Let's say the company A owns a stock portfolio of $100 million and it's a billion dollar company. So that's 10% of its capital is locked up in its investment portfolio. If the stock market crashes by 35% tomorrow, the company would have to impair the value of its stock portfolio. That's a more real world example of a why a company would may have to impair some assets because they're the value of the assets that they that they bought them at, those they're not worth that value anymore even though they haven't sold. Let's say they hold on to 100% of the stocks. Even if they don't sell their stocks, they have to, they may have to impair the value of those, uh, of that portfolio. And again, that would wipe a significant portion of the company's value off its balance sheet right, right there. So this is important not only because it affects balance sheet strength, which affects margin of safety, it also affects book value, which is an underlying, for deep value investors, which is an underlying kind of very basic estimate of intrinsic value of the company, which again, lowers margin of safety. This, if a company has to impair a significant amount of uh, assets like, uh, not Kellogg's, Kraft Heinz, had to not too long ago, which I'll link to an article below this where I uh, talk about impairment. 
and write downs, which we'll talk about in the next video on uncommon investing terms. We'll talk about write downs and impairments, or we'll talk about write downs. Um, I'll link my analysis on the, I think it was $16 billion in impairments and write downs that Kraft Heinz did. And you will get more concrete examples in there on why this is such a big deal. It also means, or it's also a sign of the company isn't allocating capital well. Because if you massively overpay for something and then you later have to impair it, not only are you destroying capital one way by overpaying for the asset, you're destroying capital two ways by having to write down uh, further value. So it's essentially a double whammy, which again is a major negative red flag for at least the executives, if not the whole company, that they're poor capital allocators. If they continually have to impair assets, if it's a one-time thing, it's not necessarily a big deal. It's unless it's tens or billions of dollars or a huge percentage of the market cap, whatever the size of the company is. One-time thing, mistakes happen. If it happens continually or and or it's a large percentage of the market cap or the balance sheet, that's a massive red flag. Because it means, again, not only that, that are they allocating capital poorly when they buy, they're, they're destroying capital twice. So let's see. This is a good point. The result of an unusual or one-time event. So if you see these constantly, if you see a company every once in a while, let's say every other year, impairing significant value of their assets, that's a major, massive, massive red flag. I think they companies most companies worldwide test for impairment once a year, if memory serves me right. Okay, let's see. Here's an example here, and I'll include this in the resources on the uh, blog post. We'll go over write downs again in the next video in this series. This talks about some of the rules. There's another example. Okay, so there's nothing else really I want to talk about here that I think I need to cover with you guys. Again, if you have any questions about this, please let me know. Extremely, extremely, extremely important concept. Impairments and when we talk next about write downs. Extremely important. If you don't understand something, again, I tried to explain as well as I can. Um, and the video that I do on Kraft Heinz, which I'll link below, will help. But if you have any questions, let me know because it's very, 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 very important concept. Impairments and write down can take a good investment to a terrible investment uh, and a value trap like that. Again, with the stroke of a pen. So if you don't understand anything, questions on anything let me know in the comments below uh, we'll talk about write downs in the next video in this series and how they compare to impairments and write downs what the differences are uh, all that kind of stuff hope you enjoyed this brand new series I think we're on video five or six now in this brand new series I hope you like it let me know your thoughts on this new series in the comments below
um, if you get, uh, I, I'm a true believer that you get a massive advantage over other investors by knowing what these terms are. So far, we've covered impairment, cash conversion cycle, um, and some others that are, again, uncommon, hence the name of the series. But they're massive. They can affect investment thesis is massively so either positively or negatively so i hope you like this uh i hope you like this series hope you're learning a ton from it hope you're using some of this stuff in your analysis uh it will help you avoid massive mistakes and it should help you earn higher investment returns just again by avoiding massive investment mistakes by knowing what these things are and what to look for and what they show you so um i hope this helps Hope you enjoy the series. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, love, share, subscribe, and comment. And hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a new video. Um, thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon.